Welcome to Word of Truth. It is December 4th, 2022. We're continuing where we left off with the thought of the week and prayer. Okay, thought of the week. There is no doubt that Abraham loved his first son, Ishmael. Sarah saw how his attention was divided, and Isaac did not get the attention he deserved as the father's son. She made a decision that seemed a bit harsh as I, re- as I read it. Get rid of that slave woman and her son, or that slave woman's son will never, never share in the inheritance with my son Isaac. Abraham was upset at his rift in his family. He loved his son Ishmael deeply. What would Abraham do? All his hopes and dreams were bound up in his son. He then heard from God, do not be so distressed about the boy and your and your maid service. Listen to whatever Sarah tells you because it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Sarah had the right idea and God confirmed it. Abraham was not paying attention to God's plan. Now he had to send Hagar and his beloved son out of the camp forever. God would would take care of them, of course, but there there was to be no confusion over to who was the chosen one. And there was to be no sharing of the inheritance God planned exclusively for Isaac. Isn't it interesting today that they have Ishmael as a promised son in Islamic circles? Our inheritance to God's plan for the church, it just has important to him. We must pay special attention to the distinction God makes for the church and the exclusion of Jewish influence. After all, it is God's plan and purpose for the church, not Israel. We will certainly never see the wisdom of God's plan if we certainly have an Israel before our eyes. So too, a lot of religion in this sort of belief, dealing with the fact that in the old covenant, the inheritance always was given to the firstborn. But that was not God's plan. God's plan was to... It was through Isaac. And we know, I was listening to a thing, we, um, we know that God never hates Ishmael, even though he said, um, I never love Ishmael, I hate. God is a loving God. He don't hate no one. But he has, he has certain plans for each of his, of his, of his children. So immediately thought that we could brought me back to a lot of things that I was learning Listen to about the plan of God. So that's what I get out of the thought of the week. And now we have a special prayer request for prayer. He will give us an offering in prayer. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dave. Um, at this time, I'd like to uh, see if there's anyone who has special prayer requests. Uh-oh. I hear some background noise there. Um, I'll just pray for the Haddon family and also the Ellis family. 
Okay? All right, at this time, let us take this to the throne of grace in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we're thankful, Lord, for the opportunity, Lord, to come before you this morning. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your continued grace to each and every one of us. Lord, we're asking, Lord, that you would watch over and bless us all collectively, all the families represented, um, especially want to pray for the word is truth, headed up by Michael Presley and all those members, asking that you continually watch over and bless them. Asking, Lord, for prayer for the word of truth. That's our church, Lord, that you would continue to bless us and that we might continue, Lord, to take this message of salvation and salvation by grace to this dying world, Lord, as every minute people are perishing. This is a very important message that we are telling the world that God is not counting men's sins against them. Lord, asking for prayer for the Haddon family in particular, my sister Gail and Christina, Lord, who's going through all kinds of things trying to get back to her health. Lord, ask me that you would continue, Lord, to look in on that family and continue to bless and keep them, Lord, and provide a healing, Lord, that is that they might go back to a normal life. Thanking you, Lord, for all these blessings and asking your continued wisdom and insight into our lives. In Christ's loving name, thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> thank you, Fred, and thank you, uh, Dave. We appreciate that. We're moving right into our um, review. Uh, you have notes. We're going to get right to it. Obviously, time is of the essence here. Uh, so in your notes, we have, uh, as we have come to the end of this discourse, we have taken time to investigate the words of our Lord. What I find most interesting is that this discourse covers a period where we have a dispensational change. Jesus is busy preparing the disciples for this new age. He did not tell everything there was to tell. He said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. Well, Pentecost came, and we did have major change, just as Jesus prophesied. There were many classic verses, and we got a chance to see them up close and personal. More importantly, my prayer is that we were true to the text in context and correctly handled the word of truth. Let us look at some of the highlights we discussed in chapter 17. So we covered a lot. We're going to move all the way to where uh, we are in our notes. We're at the segment of John 17, 20 through 23. Uh, that's where uh, I think we were at point number three. <clears throat> but just in some review, we'll do uh, just go back to where we were in point number two, verse 21. 
where it says that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you sent, you have sent me. And we were dealing with uh, three points there. Uh, first one, A, we will all be one because of the work of the Spirit, Spirit of Truth. That's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> That's how we are one. And B, the term one is described for us. Do not make up your own interpretation. And that's what I want to say to make sure that we pay attention to the context, right? There are <clears throat> ways in which we can make sure that we are focused on the context. Uh, stand by just a minute. 